The following is a presentation of Team Glory Sports. This is Georgia State University Panthers football. And they're going to fake the handoff. A lot of green grass. Granger, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darren Granger and the Georgia State Panthers. It's the Panthers pregame show. A look ahead at today's game. Now, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. We're looking to build on the momentum following last Saturday night's win over the thundering herd of Marsh and Atlanta. Georgia State football is back in the road tonight here in Lafayette, Louisiana, as the Panthers get ready to face the raging Cajuns of the University of Louisiana. Georgia State 5-1 and one overall, 2-1 and one in Sunbelt Conference play behind quarterback Darren Granger, completing 68% through the air. He's averaging five yards per carry. Granger, your quintessential dual-threat quarterback. At the same time, running back Marcus Carroll tallied 159s, one touchdown against Marshall. Marcus now has 10 rushing touchdowns, 742 yards on the ground through the first six games of the season. Georgia State is averaging 32.7 points per game, and they may need all of those tonight here in Lafayette. Louisiana's Raging Cajuns coming in tonight at 4-2 and two overall, 1-1 one and one in conference play. Hi again, Panther fans. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker. It's our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff tonight from Cajun Field in Lafayette. Harper, great to have you back in the passenger seat. You missed a 41-24 bounce-back win over Marshall following that loss to Troy, but congratulations on induction into the Notre Dame High School Athletics Hall of Fame. We missed you. You're back in the saddle tonight, and uh, Georgia State looking to get out of Lafayette with a W, which would be number six, and would put Georgia State at bowl eligible. No kidding. This early in the season, normally we have to wait till uh, week 10, 11, or 12 for that to happen, but thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. That was, uh, you know... Back in Los Angeles, where I'm from, they didn't have Georgia State highlights on the news where they were breaking in with uh, score updates with the game for Marshall. But uh, I did get to see it, and I have to tell you, what an exciting win. Um, First time we've beaten them. And if we get one tonight, and I'm feeling really good about how we're going to play here this evening. This is a good team we're going against. We'll talk about that. But we've never beaten this team at all, and this is our sixth appearance. So uh, what a nice add-on to uh, what has been a monumental season so far to be able to beat the Cajuns, especially to do it in Louisiana. Georgia State almost balanced uh, in the offensive attack, 237 in the air and 185 on the ground. At times it's been a little higher on the ground rushing the football, but averaging 421. Uh, yards offensively. You look at uh, on the other side of the uh, schedule there for the Ragin' Cajuns. They are at 224 on the ground, 223 in the air. That's about as balanced as you can get, 447 when you put the two together. I think the one advantage that Georgia State has coming into this ball game, and you know I'm always keeping up with it on our stat monitor, Georgia State 51% third down conversion rate, which means you're keeping your offense and your drives underway and your offense on the field. Yeah, they're only averaging 44%, and their opponents are at 34%. So something's going to give here tonight in in terms of that. But the time of possession is identical. They, like us, they do not keep the ball uh, past the 30-minute mark. Um, 
Louisiana is at 20 minutes and 34 seconds. That's exactly what we do. So their opponents hold on to the ball a little bit longer per game, but doesn't matter. Both teams can score. They average 35 points a game. We're averaging 32. And the difference with us, at least in my opinion, we may give up more yards, but we don't give up more points. We average about six points less per game in terms of our defensive prowess. And defense is going to have to play well tonight. Well, for Georgia State, we need to look on the defensive side of the football. That move of John Trey Hunter from the outside linebacker spot to the inside has paid off. He's gotten better and better as he's gotten more comfortable at that position. He leads Georgia State with 47 tackles. A couple of the new faces have made an impact. Ty G leads 37 tackles, five for a loss, one interception. Gavin Pringle, 24 tackles, four for loss, two sacks, two interceptions. And the other guy that's made an impact, and that's Kevin Swint, the kid that came in from Clemson. Had six tackles, three for loss, two sacks, and a forced fumble in the win over Marshall. His total numbers coming into this game, Harper, 22 tackles, seven for loss, four sacks. Those three that I mentioned, Leach, Pringle, and Swint, have been great additions to the defensive side of the football. Yeah, and I think John Trey, as you mentioned him at the outset, uh, his leadership has really been one that I've welcomed and I, I think it's fantastic that he's played as well as he has and helped others to play well and one of the others that has done a great job in my opinion is uh, Abraham he's done a fantastic job of filling in at that other inside spot and uh, spot and just getting to the ball in in, in creating havoc for an offensive line uh, all those guys together Dave you're right you, you don't have a miss amongst them you, you hit with every one of those players and they've all so far done a magnificent job of keeping us in ball games and I think when you take some of the pressure off the offense did not have to score on every possession that allows them to play flu uh, um, more fluidly freer looser etc whatever and and uh, uh, the offense has done a great job too Justin Abraham you mentioned 37 tackles six for loss one sack overall defensively 40 tackles for loss 13 sacks five interceptions that's one thing Chad Staggs new defensive coordinator and head coach John Elliott have stressed not only entering the season but as we've moved along is getting those guys into the backfield disrupting opposing teams quarterbacks yeah. and we've been able to do that for the most part yeah if you move him from his spot or make him throw early or if you're able to get to him that's obviously the goal and we've done a much better job of getting to the quarterback and creating havoc we're going to go against a team that has only given up nine sacks this year and they've got a freshman quarterback who they are very excited about he's going to be a guy that will be around for a while and as long as he's here his dual threat abilities he can rush he can throw he can he can really lead this team and even though he's young he's one of those guys that uh, you know everybody here is excited to have uh, this freshman quarterback that they've got on the on the uh, raging cajun roster big, big dudes across that offensive line for uh, louisiana i'm just looking left tackle all the way to right tackle six five three thirty four these are the starters six two three twenty eight six three three oh one right side six four three fifteen and uh, six five three twenty six. That's why they haven't give up, given up very many sacks. No, they've got some big guys, and they're all young too. They're all uh, juniors, and that's the thing about it for me is they're going to be around for a little while. But they're big up front, and I liked our speed uh, for years, and I think our speed and now our strength uh, and our ability to come from the edge has been a great advantage for the Panthers thus far. We'll have to make sure that that happens here tonight as well all right georgia powers the official energy sponsor of georgia state athletics and georgia state football on the radio network more about new ways to stay connected at georgiapower.com coming up as we continue here on our countdown to kickoff panther pregame show on the other side of this next break outside linebacker kevin swint 
Again, I gave you his numbers coming out of the Marshall game. He was the Center Park Credit Union Georgia State Student Athlete of the Week. We'll talk to him. And a little later on, head coach Sean Elliott previews tonight's game here from Lafayette, Louisiana. Georgia State on the road against the Raging Cajuns. Our pregame continues coming up after this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The alumni office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Loose Hop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues here from Lafayette, Louisiana, Georgia State, and the Raging Cajuns. Georgia State looking to build up a little momentum coming off that big win over Marshall in Atlanta last Saturday. One of the big guns defensively, Kevin Swint, the transfer from Clemson against Marshall. Six tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, and a forced fumble. He joins us right now. On the Panther pregame show, hey, congrats on the win. Congrats on a great game individually. I know it's all about the team. But you guys seem to be running downhill right now, both offensively and defensively, 5-1 and one, uh, to start the season here. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's going really well. Uh, trying to just get better each and every day uh, on his way to Louisiana. How's practice been coming out of Marshall? You know, some, some guys enjoy practice more than others. It's more fun than others, but it's certainly more fun when you're winning football games. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think we I think we enjoy coming out to practice every day, you know, having the opportunity to get better and, you know, improve each week, you know, so we can uh, reap the benefit at the, in the long run. So, yeah. What are some of the things that you look at? I know you guys do a lot of film work as well as what you do in practice during the week. But, you know, for example, as you come out of Marshall, where you played pretty well defensively, and uh, I don't mean just you, the whole unit, and you get ready for Louisiana, what are some of the things when you say you look to improve on? What are you looking at specifically? Um, Just details. You know, uh, I know we're playing a team that motions a lot this week. So, you know, having good eyes, having details, you know, everybody communicating, and being a line and sign, you know, just getting the job done, you know, taking it one play at a time. Let's talk a little bit about your journey to Georgia State. 
You're originally a Georgia kid from over uh, in the Carrollton area, and uh, you signed with Clemson originally, and then you make the decision uh, to transfer back to the Atlanta area and play for Georgia State. Certainly that decision has looked pretty well. You've been an impact player for Georgia State. What went into that decision, and how have you found the journey to this point? Um, you know, uh, you know when I when I decided to come back to uh, the state of Georgia, you know, I really wanted a new opportunity, you know, to not only showcase my talent, but, to, you know, uh, you know, building a, a program like this at Georgia State where, you know, in the past it hasn't been, uh, you know, as, as uh, I, w- I want to say the right words, you know, as successful. But, you know, we're building a foundation and a culture here that's going to be sustainable, uh, you know, well, well longer after I leave and the guys are here. You know, so, um, you know, that was really a great attribute for me coming here. And then also, you know, my family's here, you know, uh, my mom, dad, grandparents get to see me play. So, you know, that, that all kind of played a role in to me coming back to the state of Georgia and, you know, playing the game that I love. Sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, it can be a little challenging when you transfer. As you become the new guy in the locker room and they say, oh, there's the kid from Clemson and he's coming in here and, you know, he's going to try to do this or that. But it seems like Georgia State, and I'm not in that locker room, you are, but it seems like it's been a very welcoming experience. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, you know, all the guys, you know, it's very, very genuine in there. So, um, you know, we work, we work well together. You know, we compliment each other, you know, uh, on in everything, you know, we, that we do. You know, I truly believe that we're a family here. You know, everybody's bought in. You know, everybody's loving, encouraging each other. So, you know, I never was that type of, um, you know, I'm bigger than another person. You know, it's, it's all been family. It's all been genuine. And I feel like that's, that's the reason we're having a lot of success here. You know, a lot of guys are buying in and, uh, and buying into the process. So, yeah. Well, certainly you and Shamar McCollum, who transferred from Wake Forest, I don't know who's Batman and who's Robin, but you two are uh, quite a duo there when it comes to disruptions. Yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> me and Shamar, you know, ACC uh, transfers, but, you know, you work well together. You know, you know, he goes in there, he does his thing, and I go in there, I do my thing as well. So I feel like we complement each other well. You know, he goes out there um, and, and gives his all just as well as I do. So, you know, I feel like that's the identity of the defense, you know, and it kind of uh, in, our, in, our, in our position room, we kind of take pride in it, you know, leading by example and uh, setting the tone each and every time we step out on the field. Well, certainly you're playing for a, a new defensive coordinator, Chad Staggs. You know, with the transfer portal nowadays, and you know you're a part of it, there can be a lot of change from one season to the next. And certainly for Georgia State, lost some pretty good players on defense, brought in some pretty good players on defense, as well as a new defensive coordinator. Takes a little while for everybody to kind of gel together, but it certainly seems like that's happening right now. Yeah, I feel like, you know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, when you go into the, you know, the portal process and you bring in a group of people, uh, and it's really about getting them all to play on the same page and you know, having great chemistry. And I feel like, uh, you know, the staff did a great job with that, bringing in guys, you know, that's not only uh, talented, but, you know, they're smart. You know, they're uh, very intelligent and very uh, savvy in playing the game of football. So I feel like we all kind of gelled together and everybody kind of put their pride to the side and kind of listened to each other, you know. Um, and I feel like just all the leadership, it's not only just one person leading, it's multiple people leading on that defense. So, you know, I feel like we're improving each and every, each and every week. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for the defense. So yeah. That had to have been uh... – an exhilarating locker room after that win over Marshall last week. Again, that's one of those wins that I think makes people around the Sun Belt kind of stand up and look around and say, "Hey, what's going on in Atlanta?" Yeah, I feel uh, you know I feel like we're we have something brewing here. Uh, but you know, it, it takes work every day. You know, we come here. Uh, I would say we're a blue collar mentality. You come in here and work each and every day because you know we're not expected to win a lot of the games. So um, you know, we just keep that in mind and we we stay hungry and stay humble at the same time. So. Then when we get out there and do our thing, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of business the right, the correct way. Lastly, they call it locker room or billboard material. It seems like you guys have fed off that a little bit. 
a little bit, just as far as being one of those programs that around the league a lot, not a lot was expected. But you guys uh, certainly at five and one are proving people wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, f- I feel like it just starts in this uh, facility right here. You know, it starts on these early mornings when we coming out here. You know, doing the hard work, doing the little things. You know, so we can get the big wins at the, at the end of the day. Um, you know, just really all hard work. You know, sacrifices. I feel like everybody comes out here and makes sacrifices each and every day from the staff to the trainers to the to the people in the cafeteria. So everybody's kind of bought in and. Everybody sees the bigger picture, and I feel like as as we keep getting better each week, um, you know, we'll only get better. All right, appreciate it. Keep playing well, and uh, let's get out of Louisiana with a W. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, I want to thank Kevin Swint joining us, the outside uh, rush linebacker, joining us on our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff. Coming up, Georgia State and the raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette. And again, coming up after this two-minute timeout, we'll preview tonight's game with head football coach Sean Elliott. After this break, two-minute timeout here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Gainesville's home for Georgia State football is 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. Bus stop. That little settee by the beauty parlor. (coughs) When your lungs can't get much air, you don't have the energy to walk far. So all over town, from the grocery store to the bank lobby, you've mapped out places where you can stop (laughs) and catch your breath. Who wants to live like that? If you have a chronic cough, wheezing, or often feel short of breath, see your doctor and find out if it's COPD. With a simple breathing test called spirometry, your doctor can tell you for sure. The sooner you know, the sooner you can start breathing better and living more. Wouldn't it be wonderful to spend more time doing the things you love and less time looking for a bench, settee, or chair? Learn more. Breathe better at COPD nhlbi.nih.gov A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Back here at Cajun Field in Lafayette, Louisiana. Pat, the pregame show countdown to kickoff continues. Coming up tonight, big showdown. Georgia State at 5-1. and one. The Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, 4-2. and two. Georgia State coming off a win over Marshall in their last outing at uh, Center Park Credit Union Stadium. The Panthers again, a nice bounce back win uh, after the loss to Troy. And we welcome to the Panther Radio Microphones head coach, uh, Sean Elliott. And that's exactly what it was. It was a tough loss to Troy, followed by an off week. Great bounce-back performance against the Thundering Herd in your last outing. It was a really nice job with our team. 
Uh, it was a disappointing loss in Troy. We moved on very, very quickly from it. It, it was a, like I said, it was a disappointing loss, and that's all it was. And we made sure we were uh, putting our focus right there on our open date, and then of course Marshall, and uh, we moved ahead very, 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 very quickly. Got really good preparation in, and it showed. Well, certainly, you, uh, I'm sure you've gone back and looked at that team, some outstanding performances uh, from a number of guys, from Darren Granger on down. That extra week, you know, coming off a game like that, some teams can go this way, some teams can go that way. With with your leadership as head coach and with your staff, there's certainly only the one direction that this team went. They buckled down. They, they got that, as you said, that good preparation. And you watch them against Marshall, they look nothing like the Troy game. Yeah, you know, we were just uh, we were pretty efficient on all phases uh, the other night. I mean, it was really good. Offensively, did a marvelous job. Defensively, the same way. Our special teams came up big with a block punt for a touchdown. Uh, and when that happens, it that's a it makes a happy coach. And uh, you know, I owe it all to the players. And ultimately, they they dictate everything. They they're the ones that go out there and play the game, and they're the ones that practice and make sure the preparation and everything is really in key. We just kind of lead them to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so, like I said, it's all about our players. They did a marvelous job in bouncing back, and we're looking forward to getting uh, down to Louisiana. Just trying to see uh, on the monitor up in the radio booth how big that smile was on your face after that block punt and a touchdown. Those are a couple of young guys that we really haven't talked a whole lot about. Cam Marshall gets through, busts through, gets the block. Isaiah Guy, true freshman, recovers and scores the touchdown. Yeah, you know, uh, we actually two weeks ago we had all signed the board that we were going to get a block punt. and. It, it didn't come to fruition uh, against Troy right there, but we had another opportunity. And to see those two young guys go in there, and Cam Marshall was a guy that had played on special teams early, and then we took him off. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it, you know, true freshmen, they, they have, they're a roller coaster ride. And he came back in my office. He said, put me on special teams. I'm going to make a difference. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, when someone comes to you and they're, they're that adamant about, hey, I can make a difference, I said, well, we're going to go see. And for him to score that touchdown as a true freshman, a block punt, I told him, I said, you'll remember that the rest of your life. Well, he's a team captain. We talk about him a, a lot. And the only reason I want to just bring him up here, and that's your quarterback, because, again, what a bounce-back game for him. He did not have one of his better games against Troy with the interceptions and then, you know, the fumble at the one. But he comes back 21 of 31, 234 yards, a touchdown, rushes for 62 and scores two rushing touchdowns. That is a great bounce-back game after Troy. Well, that's the game that he is. I mean, that, that's what he had put together all season up until the Troy game, and he just got right back on track, you know, for whatever reason. He may have had a little flat tire against Troy. He had some, uh, you know, some, some turnovers right there, but uh, he does a marvelous job, and he, he's a guy that easily gets back on track, and that's what I like about him. But he did a nice job. Spending, uh hopefully another good game tonight with him. All right, so Marcus Carroll, a rushing touchdown, his 10th of the season, 159 yards. But I wanted to ask you about Freddie Brock, the kid that you brought in from Maine. He got his first two carries. What's his story to this point? Yeah, you know, Freddie's been up and down a little bit. Um, you know, when you transfer in, uh, being behind a guy like Marcus Carroll, and then you got Casey Adams, he's kind of been maneuvering his way and getting his feel. But it was great to see him go in there and have those two big runs for us. Those were two really nice runs in a, in a situation where Marcus had to come out of the game. And uh, I expect Freddie to emerge and, and start hearing a little bit more about Freddie Brock. Uh, you know, for us to be successful here, guys have to do things off the field and they have to do things on the field. And uh, he's starting to put it all together. Kadarius Thompson, another player we haven't talked a whole lot about with Jakaius Cradle sideline. Kadarius sees his role go up a little bit. 
He should. He should. He's been here a long time. It's time for him to start making plays. He's been a very consistent player, but you just haven't had uh, the output that we would like to see from him. Uh, he works hard. He's a joy to be around, and it's good to see him getting in there and getting some balls. Defensively, three guys that transferred in. Ty G. Leach having a really good season. Gavin Pringle. Kevin Swint was the Center Park Credit Union Stadium Player of the Week. Six tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, and a forced fumble in the Marshall win. Yeah, I'll take it every day. Kevin's a – I love the maturity of him. He's a big-time, big-time player for us, not only in the practice on the practice field but in the, in the games as well. He's coming on strong, uh, and I just love everything about him. He is a truly a great football player. Very fortunate to have him here on our campus playing for the uh, Georgia State Panthers, and, and, and I, I just expect big things out of Kevin because he, he has such a great passion for this game. What's the status of Bright Keese Brown coming into this one? I know he's been hampered, nagging injury. Yeah, still a little limpy. Uh, you know, we don't want to push him out there too quickly. Uh, so we'll wait and see, but I don't think he's going to give it a go. All right, quick scouting report. Raging Cajuns, 4-2, and 1-1. One and one. I heard you uh, earlier in the week on, a, on an interview. We've not been fortunate enough to beat them yet, and you were really stressing at practice late in the week, focus on uh, focus on the Raging Cajuns and the job at hand. Yeah, you know, I, I, we've been one possession short or one play short against these guys, and they're a very, very good football team. When I, I got the job here, I, I looked at the programs that were at the top of this dog on uh, this conference, and, and they were one of the programs. They were the standard, and uh, it, they, they were, they're a tough football team. Uh, but you've got to be one step better. We've got to do one more thing to get over that hump. Uh, and I don't want it to come down to the last possession, or if it does, I want us to be the guy that comes on the, uh, the better half of that last possession. All right, Coach, at work last week, take us out of the pregame interview. Let's get the hell out of this damn stadium with a win. <laughs> All right, I like it. That's Georgia State's head football coach, Sean Elliott, joining us here for a few minutes on our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff. Georgia State and Louisiana here from Lafayette. We're back with the starting lineups and the opening kickoff from Cajun Field after this two-minute timeout. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. 
representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe. The Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413-2190. Your radio station for Georgia State football is 97.5 Glory FM. Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing here from Lafayette, Louisiana. Here's the starting lineup for Georgia State tonight, starting on the offensive side. When the offense is on the field, the offensive line left tackle is Travis Glover, left guard Jonathan Brown, your center Avery Reist, Trevor Timmons, the right guard, Montavious Cunningham, the right tackle, Darren Granger, your quarterback, the receivers Robert Lewis, Talik Williams, and Kadarius Thompson. The tight end is Amon Green, the running back is Marcus Carroll on defense. Javon Dennis and Anthony Bloom, the defensive ends. Henry Bryant, the Louisville transfer, the nose guard, the outside linebackers, Kevin Swinner, Shamar McCollum, inside linebackers, John Trey Hunter, Justin Abraham, the safeties, Ty G. Leach, Jeremiah Johnson, Ronald Cooper, the star of the corners, Gavin Pringle, and Bryce Brown. Liam Rickman will handle the place kicking, the punting, Cade Loggins, Isaac Kone, the kickoffs, Sean Elliott, is Georgia State's head football coach. For the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, led by quarterback Zeon Chris, the redshirt freshman from Baton Rouge, head coach Mike DeZermo. Quick look, a quick look at the Sunbelt Conference College football scoreboard, Harper. Games that are going on right now, let's uh, look at the two active games other than us, Appalachian State and Old Dominion in Virginia. They're tied at 7. Coastal Carolina is ahead at Arkansas State. That's 3-0. Both of those games are in the second quarter. Finals from earlier today in Statesboro, Georgia. Georgia Southern, who we play next Thursday, 38-28 winners over UL Monroe. Uh, South Alabama won on Tuesday evening, 55-3 against Southern Miss. And Marshall ended up losing at home to James Madison. They're still undefeated. 7-0 James Madison, 20-9 was the final in that game, Dave. And that was this past Thursday. Stations on our radio network, top of the hour. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Lafayette, Louisiana. Tonight, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ. Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Coming up next from Cajun Field here in Lafayette, Louisiana, Sunbelt Conference Showdown. Sean Elliott and the Georgia State Panthers here against the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette. You'll hear it next right here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Georgia State University Panthers football. Handed off Tucker Gregg into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. Panthers football is made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford, and Coca-Cola. Now with the play-by-play, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Hi again, Panther fans, and good evening from Lafayette, Louisiana. Georgia State football back on the radio. The 5-1 Panthers against the 4-2 Raging Cajuns. One more win, and the Panthers will be bowl eligible. Quite a turnaround from last year's 4-8 finish. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker. Got a good one tonight, national television, on the radio network here as well. Uh, That's why the late start, 8 p.m. Eastern time, but Georgia State has played well on the road this year. 
They sure have, and they're going against a team that's as talented as any that we've played this season thus far. Uh, the Raging Cajuns lose to Minnesota. They lost earlier in what they would consider to be an upset to Old Dominion, but everything else, uh, they're a good football team. They can score a lot of points. Their weakness right now, I think they give up a lot of points on defense, and they are susceptible, and I'm hoping that our speed, especially over the top, will be a difference maker here tonight. But we run the ball well, and Darren Granger has made some great decisions with the football. If that continues tonight, I like my chances here in in Lafayette, Louisiana, Dave. Well, for Georgia State, coming off a big game in the Marshall win, we know what Robert Lewis can do. He's Georgia State's leading receiver and the number one target for Darren Granger. I know you didn't see the game. Talik Williams, though, six catches against the Thundering Herd, 129 yards, one touchdown on the year. He's got three receiving touchdowns on 21 catches. But like Robert, averages 19 points every time he's a target. Yeah, he's amazing. And then you add the C's, Carter, Cradle, and Carroll, right? Every one of them. We have five guys on this team right now that have at least 10 receptions. So we're distributing the ball a lot, but you're right that Robert is the guy that's going to get it most of those occasions, and deservedly so. He's fast, he's finding ways to get open, and he's holding on to the football. Those are the keys when you're uh, Darren Granger for getting the ball to your number one receiver. Speaking of Jakaius Cradle, he is injured and uh, sidelined for tonight's ball game. So we'll see who else steps up. Want to see Jakari Carter get that first touchdown reception? No of the kidding. Year. Yeah, he's been close, right? He's got 21 receptions. He's averaging a little more than seven yards per reception. So if he goes a little bit deeper, and especially if he can get across the goal line, that'll be a big part of tonight's game. Well, the Georgia State captains, Darren Granger, Rikees Brown. Travis Glover, John Trey Hunter at midfield getting ready for the coin toss. Referee for tonight's ball game is the veteran Scott Broadway. And we'll see who wins the coin toss getting this one underway. In the Marshall game, Georgia State won the coin toss. Sean Elliott wanted the offense on the field ASAP. Yeah, we've been doing that a lot recently. I know there have been times where we want to defer it, you want to get in the second half, but I like the speed. And, and both of these teams can score. I've got the stat here somewhere where it's pretty interesting to me how often and how good uh, University of Louisiana outscores his opponent in the first. 38-27. So we did it again, Dave. We won the toss and we want the ball. In the second quarter, Louisiana scores 65 points, or at least that's what they have so far this year, and they only give up up 30. So there's a 35-point differential. They're a good first-half team. They get outscored in the second half, though, but not by much, but a second-half team, at least in, in terms of the amount of points they give up, that's one of the worries that they have over there on the Raging Cajun sideline. So coming up, Georgia State and the Raging Cajuns. Coach Elliott talked about it in the Panther pregame show. Cam Marshall had that block punt recovered by Isaiah Guy, a couple of the young guys, a redshirt freshman and a true freshman, making a huge, impactful play like that against Marshall last week. Well, Dave, we've had a few that have gone against us in that respect, so it's nice to turn the tide. You think? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've uh, South folks, Carolina, Auburn, yep. Louisiana, Monroe. Folks, uh, there have been some holes in the drywall that we've left uh, in some radio booths across the country because of uh, block kicks and some other things. But uh, it's good to get one, and hopefully that creates a hunger that for the rest of the year will just breed to more success. And you're going to have to block differently if you're giving up punt blocks. We'll see that how that how that affects how quickly, and maybe they shank a couple of, of uh, kicks today. We'll find out. Their punter average is about 42.7 yards a kick. 
uh, Georgia State hopefully will be able to take advantage of that. Now we're on the field. We're still waiting. Uh, the Raging Cajun took their sweet time to get out onto the field, and now they're finally going out now. White pants, white jerseys, blue numerals, blue helmets for Georgia State. White pants, red jerseys, white helmets for the host Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Panthers have come close the last two meetings. Probably would have, could have, should have got out of here with a W the last time we were here in Lafayette, and we lost to them in overtime the last time at Center Park Stadium. You really know how to hurt a guy, don't you, Dave? That I was do. a tough loss, and, you know, we've had some close games, you're right, but uh, we haven't been able to close out, and that's the biggest issue. Uh, it looks like, is this Leo Thomas is going to be the one kicking off number 84? He's their kickoff specialist and their punter. Talik Williams back deep from the 35. It's a booming end-over-end kick. Talik Williams is going to watch it, and he will... Fair catch it, step on the O in Louisiana in the end zone to our left, and the ball will come out to the 25-yard line. Georgia State football underway tonight here from Louisiana. Again, across that offensive line for the Panthers, Glover, Brown, Reese, Ferris, and Cunningham, or Trevor Timmons. We'll check to see which one actually gets the start. Well, we're ready to go. Now, here's one thing that their defense has done a great job of getting to the quarterback. They have 19 sacks, so they're not the biggest guys you've ever seen, but they are fast in many respects, and they know how to get to the quarterback. Six interceptions, two fumble recoveries. First down from the 25, Marcus Carroll now going to shift back just to the left of Darren Granger. Here's the snap, left hash, and it's going to be a run for Marcus Carroll behind right tackle. That'll be good for about two yards. And that'll make it a second and eight situation now for the Panthers. We're right back on the ball. They've got a guy that's down right now. They're going to have to stop play. Lewis and Williams, by the way, the wideouts here to the near side, far side. They got the tight end, Amon Green and Kadarius Thompson. And right away, first play, we have an injured Ragin Cajun. That's, uh, so that's Marcus 90. Weiser, 99. Yep, 99. Junior. So we were right back on the ball. We had two receivers on the left and the right. The one that's on the line of scrimmage, there's another receiver literally that can touch him. They're right behind each other. They're in a stack. And what they're trying to do is to find out whether the defense is going to go with a coverage type of uh, defense, or are they going to play the box? And if you move one guy outside of the box, we're going to run it. And they did on that first play. If they move someone back into the box and they have six bodies instead of five, then you're going to try to throw it. Many times in the Marshall game, Georgia State trying to control that up-tempo pace, quickly back up on the ball after the previous Marcus play, just trying to keep Marshall on the on their back heels. Yeah, Coach Elliott's done a great job uh, for years now. Remember, we have those formation where you move the tackles out uh, by the numbers. You do all kinds of different things to force defenses to try to do something a little bit outside of what they're comfortable with. We don't play that way throughout the whole game, but at least we try to start to make guys think, same formation, two receivers over by the, really by the boundary on the left side, and on the right, they're at the top of the numbers. Second down at eight from the 27. Georgia State left to right across your radio dial. Granger out of the shotgun. Marcus Carroll lines up to his right. Ten rushing touchdowns in the season for Carroll. Darren looks over to the sideline as that play is signaled in. Two wideouts to the left, two to the near side here for the Panthers. Here's the snap to Granger. Darren's going to tuck it. He's going to run room 25, 30, 35, 40. Granger 
Gets across the 40 up to about the 42-yard line. Nice run there by the Georgia State quarterback. Again, he can hurt you in the air. He can hurt you on the ground. Boy, Robert Lewis was wide open if Darren had tried to throw that ball, but he didn't. Gets it to the 41-yard line. First down for the Panthers. They're back on the ball. Talik Williams goes in motion. They're going to hand it. Uh, it's going to be a short pass. Talik Williams, far side of the field, 45 midfield. Cross the 50 and gets a shoelace tackle. Dragged down as he comes across the 45. That's complete. Stop by number two, Jasper Williams. Fifteen-yard completion there for Talik. He broke the ball after he caught it. He had to turn around, and he gets his balance, goes to the inside, and gets the first down plus five more. Linebacker Jasper Williams with that tackle. It's going to be a run right in between the tackles here for Marcus Carroll. He'll get down close to the Rachin' Cajun 40-yard line. Three-yard pickup, and it will bring up second down and seven. Ball right there in between the 40 and the 41-yard line. Almost dead center, middle of the field. Granger again quickly back up on the ball. Fake handoff, play action. Darren going to step up, got room, throws underneath. Got a man, it's caught, it's Marcus Carroll. And Marcus gets inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. Marcus almost got to the first down. Nice tackle there. I believe that was number 19, Cameron Whitfield, that stops him. He was the last in the progression. He just turns around at the line of scrimmage. Darren flicks the ball to him. Now it's third and short. We need a yard. Almost less than a yard. Granger out of the shotgun. They're going to hand it off Carroll. Carroll's got room, 30. He's at the 25. By sidesteps a tackler across the 20. Down close to the 15-yard line. It's almost like it, it was a swiping forearm move there by Marcus Carroll. Yeah, it wasn't quite the Heisman Trophy type stiff arm, but it was enough to get the first down and then some ball at the 16. Near hash. Granger, shotgun. Here's the pass. Got a man. It's caught. And... At the 10, down across the 9-yard line to Talik Williams. Boy, he's coming off a great game against Marshall. He's got a couple of receptions already here on this first drive here in the first quarter. Picked up six yards to get it to the 9. He just turned at the at the snap of the ball. He just turned and faced Darren. He hits him, and he breaks it to the inside for a nice pickup. Second down and four. Panthers going to run it with Carroll. Marcus cuts to the left, and he can't quite get to the 5-yard line. He gets dropped at about the 7 of the 8. Stop by number 19. We'll give it to him at the eight forward progress. Cameron Whitfield, the redshirt sophomore Jack, on the tackle there for the Raging Cajuns. Second and goal, ball now at the eight-yard line. Talik Williams comes out. We bring in another offensive lineman. Mason Narcisse, defensive lineman for the Raging Cajuns out of reserve Louisiana, hustles onto the field. Ball at the eight, Granger. Shotgun snap on the way. Darren going to hand a football off to Carroll. He's going to pound it straight up the middle, and he'll get to about the and six. Number 23, Marcus Carroll. Stop by number nine, Mason Dorsey. Should nice be job. good enough for a first down. Excellent job there by the offensive line. Big push first up down. front, no and they do, they do convert. And you heard me, you know. Alec Johnson, who's a backup center, was actually playing in the guard position. He's lined up with a tight end number, so he has to declare he's back in the same position here now. He's lined up as a left guard. Robert Lewis, Kadarius Thompson, the wideouts to the left. Nobody here to the near side. Marcus Carroll now going to line up. Ball at the five-yard line. Granger takes the snap. They're going to hand a football off. Marcus Carroll powers it up the middle to the two or the three. They didn't give it to him. Just about a foot inside. Well, they're inside the one. I won't call it a half a yard, but they've got about a foot and a half to go. Yep, just inside the one. Panthers threatening. Granger out of the shotgun. Handed off Carroll again. 
into the end. Oh, he Ball's fumbled out. the football, and Louisiana picks it up, and Granger going to chase him down and drag him down as he gets across the 30. I know what Marcus was trying to do. He was trying to reach the ball of, across the plane for the touchdown, and we'll see if Georgia State challenges this. The ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense. First down, Louisiana. Boy, let's hope this doesn't come back to haunt great uh, Marcus Carroll as we watch the replay. Was yeah. basically across the, at least I thought he was across the uh, goal line for the touchdown. A ball popped loose and Louisiana recovers. Big play, first one going to go in favor of the Raging Cajuns. Haven't seen if Georgia State has challenged it as of yet, but I don't think so. Raging Cajuns will have it. On the other side of this timeout at their own 32-yard line. Media timeout, and we'll take it with them. We're back at 60 seconds from Lafayette, Louisiana. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Dave Cohen, Harper LaBelle back here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Tonight's game on the radio network presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium, the home of Georgia State football. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. I could see what Marcus Carroll was trying to do. He was trying to reach the ball up and break the plane of the goal line for the touchdown. Somebody must have knocked it loose and backwards, and it was recovered by the Raging Cajuns and returned to the 32. Thank goodness Darren Granger ran him down. Yeah, that would have been a 99-yard return. Instead, it ends up being bad enough at the 32-yard line. Cajuns will take over. Now, Sean Elliott's talking to two of the officials right now to try to get their opinion. I bet one of those is the side judge, the one that's job and responsibility is to see whether or not that specific type of play that you're talking about Dave where a, a player tries to reach over and in my opinion if you reach over and you get over it's a touchdown automatically you don't get the there's no fumble but uh, he's still talking over there but evidently the defense is going to come out still have about another 35 seconds for the TV timeout but uh, unfortunate break for the Panthers Hopefully, uh, as you mentioned before the break, Dave, that's not going to be something that comes back and bites the team because the momentum was there. We, we, it was 7-0, yep. basically. We were just waiting for an extra point to happen, but obviously it didn't. You get 74 yards of, of offense, and you get nothing out of it. Well, the fumble was forced by the inside linebacker, KC Osai. The ruling on the field stands. Fumble recovered by the defense. So the Panthers did challenge that. So it was reviewed, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
The loose football was recovered by Kendra Grant and returned to the 32, and that is where the Ragin' Cajuns, led by redshirt freshman quarterback Zeon Chris out of Baton Rouge, will take over. Well, the field judge and the head linesman were over there talking to Coach Elliott and basically giving their opinion the whole way. It didn't matter, but the referee, and you've mentioned it before, Scott Broadway is the one who makes the final decision. They went up to the booth to get it, and it's first and 10 at the 32, going from right to left across your radial dial for the Ragin' Cajuns. Jacob Cabote is the running back. They put a man in motion. And they will go with a run play. Cabote, we're going to try to run that thing right up the middle. Georgia State will have none of it. Jeremiah Johnson, Justin Abraham, right in there for the Panthers. Isaiah Guy from the cornerback spot. He's played well. Well, He played well in the Marshall game. And so they're going to give him a yard, second and nine coming up. Cabote remains in. Numbers on Chris, 69% completion rate, over 800 yards, seven touchdowns. He's been intercepted four times. Cabote will shift now to his right. Chris going to throw for the first time. Has a man over here on the near side, in and out of the hands of uh, Peter LeBlanc. Boy, we remember him from the last time we saw him. He was one of their number one targets. He's got 15 catches, three touchdown receptions on the year yeah the average is just under 14 yards a catch there that one hit him right in the hands he just first first play out of the ballpark and he doesn't come up with it it's good for the panthers third and nine they're going to stick three wide over here to the near side including leblanc and jacob bernard along with cabote they go with the empty backfield third down and nine inside of 10 to go first quarter Crest is going to throw. It's got a man, and it's almost intercepted, batted down by Taiji Leach. And that will bring up fourth down now for the Ragin' Cajuns. Attended receiver, was that number three? Is that uh, Harvey Broussard? He's another one of their leading receivers. It was. Running a little uh, go route. Taiji Leach had a terrific read on that. The ball was so high, though, he just let it go. There wasn't any chance that the receiver was going to get it. And Panthers will get the ball rather quickly here. Thomas Leo handles their punting. 42.6 yards per punt. Jakari Carter back awaiting the kick. Going to signal for the fair catch just inside the 30 at the 28. And that is where the Panthers will start their second possession from on the other side of this media timeout. 9.39 to go. First quarter here from Lafayette, Louisiana tonight. Scoreless Georgia State and the Raging Cajuns. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED induct air purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Panther fans, this is Georgia State football head coach Sean Elliott. Follow the Panthers all season here on 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. Now we go back to Lafayette, Louisiana for Georgia State football on 97.5 Glory FM. Georgia State football on the radio network tonight from Lafayette, Louisiana. Brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. 
more at Ford.com. Also, the Georgia State University Bookstore, locations on the downtown Atlanta campus, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. We thank them for their support of Georgia State football throughout the season here on the radio network. Well, I'm sure Sean Elliott told the guys, hey, don't worry about it, and they didn't. Defense did a great job with a three and out, get the ball back for them. So a little bit different. We're three yards further ahead than we were at the opening kickoff. Ball's at the 28-yard line. Uh, not on the left hash, but on the left-hand side. Panthers still waiting. Got another 45 seconds for the TV timeout. You can hear a little Zydeco here in the background in the middle of Cajun country. Got a little bit of that going on here all day, Dave. And for, for the folks that don't know, when we pulled off the bus, Dave, we did want to go over with the students and all the folks that were having a, a tailgate party out there and do some line dancing. Right, Dave? You wanted to go out there and just show your, uh, you want to shake your groove thing is what I, I would call it. Yeah, I preferred to stay on the bus until it was time to get up here to the press box. But you could have gone. Just to watch you. I know that deep down you want to shake your groove thing, Dave. All right, defense comes back out, and there you are, minus number 99, Marcus Weiser, who got hurt on the very first play. Also 91, Sonny Hazard, their starting nose guard, was also questionable for tonight. Don't see him out there. Here's Granger, ball at the 28. And it's going to be Granger going to dump it off to Leek Williams. Cross the 30, 35. He's up to the 35 and gets crunched right at the 35-yard line. Two guys in on the tackle. Courtline Flowers, redshirt sophomore out of Dallas, and Jasper Williams, the outside linebacker from Grenada, Mississippi. Great block by Amon Green along the side to just stay with this guy and make sure he didn't make the tackle. It allowed for at least five extra yards for Talik. This time it's going to be a handoff to Marcus Carroll. I'm sure he wants to make up for the mishap on the first possession. He runs it behind left tackle, picks up about a yard, and it will be third down and three now for Georgia State, just inside of nine minutes to go here in the first quarter. A lot of congestion thus far. They've got a 3-4 defense, and they're doing a good job of jamming up in between the tackles are the Cajuns on defense. Amon, Amon Green and... Kadarius Thompson, wideouts to the far side. Robert Lewis, Talik Williams, near side. Ranger, dead center, middle of the field. Here's the snap. Darren's going to tuck it, and he's going to get hit. He will not get to the 35-yard line. Lose Panthers, two yards, Panthers yep. going to lose two, maybe three on that quarterback keeper there by Darren. Well, Darren and Marcus Carroll were running together with an even spacing as if Darren wanted to pitch it. He could. It would have been the type of a veer option type of pitch. Rolling out to his right, he thought he saw a hole. And he was going to plant his foot and take it up the field, but uh, no, no dice. Wasn't going to happen there. Forces a punt on fourth and three. So Cade Loggins standing right at the Georgia State 20, awaiting the long snap from Seth Glosier, averaging about 42 yards a punt. Gets this one off. Jacob Bernard is back at the 25. He's going to field it inside the 20, and he's not going anywhere lunges forward and First Georgia State special teams right the there to make the stop so they'll have it at the 27 yard line with 745 to go here in the opening quarter 40 yard punt two yard return so net of 38 there on that one second time tonight we will have seen the raging Cajun offense again they lost their starting quarterback Woodbridge for the season so Zeon Chris the Baton Rouge kid who has performed pretty well, much like Darren. He can hurt you in the air, and he's really good when running the football. Has taken over. Chandler Fields, a redshirt junior out of Metairie, Louisiana, is the backup. Really hasn't played that much. 
Woolridge was a senior and he got hurt in the second game and uh, we found out just before the game he had surgery so his season is over I'm wondering if he'll get a uh, medical red shirt and we'll be able to come back Here's the snap to Chris. He's going to go ahead and tuck it. Runs, got some moves. He spins, not getting away from Justin Abraham. Wraps him up around the waist and just drags him down to the turf. Five-yard pickup. Yeah, Justin did a great job. Nice move there by Chris at the line of scrimmage. Did a full 360 spin to the inside. Lost all his momentum, and Justin Abraham said, nah, you're going down after a five-yard pickup. Ball at the 32. Go in the backfield. 21, Zylan Perry out of Franklin, Louisiana. Tight end in motion. Snap coming up on second down and five. Chris going to look to throw the football. Steps up in the pocket. Now he's going to run far side of the field. He's really shifty and breaks a couple of tackles. Still on the run to the far sideline. Finally gets run out of bounds. Ty G. Leach is the one that directed him out of bounds into the Georgia State sideline. Yeah, Josiah Robinson was there as well. Boy, he had five or six different guys. This is why you want to rotate to have people fresh. That's a that's a seven, eight, nine second play. Referees calling a whistle, allow for a substitution. Louisiana, 44% on third down opportunities in their first six games, 32 out of 72. They're actually pretty good on fourth downs, up to 50%. Right at five out of 10. Wonder if that counts as a sack. It was a attempt behind the line of scrimmage. A running attempt. Chris out of the shotgun. In motion is Perry. They go with an empty backfield. Triangle formation over here on the near side. Snap coming up. Here it is. It's going to be a pass caught by Bernard. Bernard escapes one tackle across the 35. And he just gets beyond the first down marker. That'll move the sticks for the Raging Cajuns with 6.15 to go in the first quarter. Uh, Isaiah Guy is, is down. I'm not sure if he's the one that initially uh, uh, Bernard made a nice play, spun around to give himself a little bit of room, and Isaiah Guy was one of two Panthers that were bumping into each other. I think it was friendly fire that puts him down. Going to take a timeout? Yep, media timeout as they tend. Bob Murphy and his Georgia State sports medicine staff tend to the freshman Isaiah Guy. Again, he scored the touchdown last week after the block punt. Scoreless with 6.14 to go here in the first quarter in Lafayette, Louisiana tonight. Great night for football as we look out our window. Reminded that basketball is right around the corner. The 14,000-plus seat Cajun Dome sitting on the other side of the street here from the football stadium. We're back after this timeout. 60-second break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Panther fans, this is Georgia State football head coach Sean Elliott. Follow the Panthers all season here on 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. 
last night. Eight raging Cajuns grades became the latest inductees. Back here in Lafayette, Louisiana, tonight's game made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore, offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel with locations in the downtown Atlanta campus as well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. The Georgia State University Alumni Association and Lusab Kia exit 14 on Georgia 400. Nice little uh, induction ceremony here for the University of Louisiana Hall of Fame. Eight former players are being honored by their uh, by their institution. So interesting first down. That's the first. It took a, a second series for Louisiana to get their first first down. Harvey Broussard ends up getting it. 16 receptions for him, 211 yards. He's averaging 13.2 per carry. And he has no touchdowns on the season, but a nice first down for him. Ball's at the 38-yard line. Representing football, Tyrell Fenroy. Tyrell Fenroy being honored. Lifetime Achievement Award in the administrative category, that's our buddy Dan McDonald. He stopped by the radio booth on his way down to the field. Congratulations to Dan. Inducted into the Raging Cajun Hall of Fame. He had a bunch of beads and all kinds of stuff. He doesn't have none now, but he came into here like he was ready to celebrate. He was all decked out. Yeah. Well, Fenroy was the Sunbelt leading. He still is, isn't he? The Sunbelt's yep. leading rusher, rusher all time. Yep. And the school's leading rusher of all time. Congratulations to all. Up on the left hash mark, going from right to left, are the Raging Cajuns with the ball. Chris out of the shotgun. Snap coming up on first down. Left hash. Two to the right. One wide out here to the near side. Scoreless here in the first. And they're going to go ahead, and it's going to be a keeper here by Christ as he runs to the far side of the field. He's going to be short of the first down marker. Gets across the 40, up close to the 45-yard line. That'll be good for seven, and it will leave them three. I think they just said they're going to give him six on that carry, but three shy of the first down marker. 5.35 to play first quarter on a turning clock. 21, Zylan Perry, the redshirt freshman. 29 carries on the year, one rushing touchdown. Lines up in the backfield just to the right. And they're going to go and fake the handoff. Chris is going to look to throw the football. Got room. And his forward pass was more like a shovel pass. It hit the turf. And is incomplete. And that'll bring up third down here for Louisiana. Well, it's almost like a Tim Tebow-like thing where he is back to pass and then he decides to run. But then right when he gets hit, his right arm was free, and he ends up releasing the ball. It ended up hitting the ground before the receiver got it. But if that were a fumble, the receiver did the right thing by going forward and trying to gain some additional yards, although the referees blew the whistle to knock the play dead. Third and a long three. Snap coming up here on third down. Tight end goes in motion. Snap to Christ. He's going to look to throw the football. Fires underneath. He's got a man for the first down. It's caught there by Charles Robertson. The redshirt freshman from Zachary, Louisiana. That's his ninth catch of the season. He averages 17 yards each catch. Hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year. That's good for a seven-yard gain. Ball at the Georgia State. 47-yard line. Quick snap and a quick toss. And it comes to Robertson again. Ball came out. And around at number 13, Charles Robertson. 
John Trey Hunter saying, no, 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 we got it out. But uh, his knee was already down. He picked up about two. Ball gets to the 46-yard line. Just a little uh, jet sweep. Quarterback, it's really a forward pass. Once he gets the snap from center, he pitches it forward to the wide receiver that's streaking just underneath him. Good for a two-yard pickup. Second down and eight. Ball at the Georgia State 46. Chris to get out of the shotgun. Panthers showing blitz. Draylin Washington now in at running back. Here's the snap. They're going to hand it off. Washington. Washington's got room. Runs off right tackle. He's going to pick up three, maybe four yards on that carry before being brought down. We're right at four minutes to go here in the first quarter. You're going to see a little bit of Jacob Cabote, Draylin Washington, Silent Perry. They've got three, maybe four options to hand the football off in their run game. Yeah, and don't forget Zeon Chris. He can run now. He can, He's uh, done a great job. He's got uh, 327 yards, 8.2 average on 40 attempts thus far, and five touchdowns in just a short amount of work time. Third down and four. Ball at the Georgia State 42. Chris going to keep the football, and he's going to pick up the first down. Ran basically off left guard and then cut back to his right a little bit before P.J. Simmons, the junior, dropped him, but not before he was able to sneak across the first down marker line. And now they've got it at the Georgia State 38-yard line. Snap to Christ. He's going to tuck it and run. Runs over here to the near side. Now looks to get back, and he gets dragged down. At the, maybe the 37, Javon Dennis. No gain, they're going to say. Javon Dennis got right in there, made that tackle, wrapped him up, up, dragged him down. And we'll bring up second down and 10. We're inside of three minutes now to go first quarter. No score, Georgia State and the raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Cajuns working left hash. Chris out of the shotgun and a running back now is... Number 20, Draylin Washington, redshirt sophomore from Texas. Chris, the snap, is going to look to throw the football. Got a man over on the near side. Throws behind the intended receiver, Harvey Broussard. Intended for number three, Harvey Broussard. Yeah, that was just a mix-up there. Broussard runs a stop route from the outside. He's between the bottom of the numbers and the hash mark. When he turns and pivots and comes back, uh, the ball was uh, way off the mark there. Chris uh, just getting rid of that ball on time, right? He drops back three steps, and next thing you know, he's the ball's out, which was good. Nice pressure there by the Panther defense. Kevin Swint from that side uh, getting into his face and forcing him to get rid of the ball early. Louisiana three for four on third down opportunities, facing now third down and ten. Here's Chris has got a lot of room. He's going to get tripped up as he comes across the 25. And that'll be another first down. They convert on third down. Good for a 14-yard pickup on the keeper there by Zeon Chris, the quarterback. Yeah, that had to have been a design play. They spread everybody out, and then they allow everybody to drop back into coverage, and then he's got a wide open middle of the field. Uh, see, or Georgia State's going to call timeout, timeout. right now. Georgia for, State, their first. Right at two minutes to go, first down at the 22-yard line when play resumes for the Ragin' Cajuns. Please reset the game clock to 206. 206 from the game clock. So they're going to put six seconds back on the clock. 206 to play here in the first quarter. 
surprised Chris was able to get that much open space in between the tackles, in between the hash marks. Well, everybody on the offensive line had a hat. You know, they were engaged with some guys that, uh, for obvious reasons, they didn't let go. And so, next thing you know, he's into the linebacker level and going into the safeties untouched. But nice little pickup. And I mentioned earlier his rushing statistics are 40 attempts, 327 yards. He's added to that today, but averaging 8.2 per carry and he also has five touchdowns thus far in the season he was not their opening day starter as Dave mentioned Ben Woolridge was the quarterback he get hurt he got hurt in the second game against uh, Old Dominion a game they lost Chris came in to play a little bit and he has since settled down and 69 percent completion percentage for over 800 yards seven touchdowns four interceptions Bloom Lewis and Warren Three down defensive lineman. First down for the Raging Cajuns. Georgia State 22-yard line. Snap to Christ. Going to hand a football off. They're going to run it straight ahead. On the carry there, 21, Zylan Perry. Pushing and shoving going on there. Perry's going to plow ahead for about five yards. Actually six. It'll be second down at four. As we're now inside of two minutes to go here, quarter number one. Long sustained drive here by... Louisiana. Chris going to look to throw the football. Throws towards the end zone, far side of the field. It's up and it's incomplete. The intended receiver in the far corner was Robert Williams, the redshirt sophomore from Humble, Texas. And we'll bring up third down and five now for Louisiana. That's one of those throw to the end zone, throw to the corner of the end zone. It's a one-on-one battle. Hope your guy can go up and pull it down. Well, P.J. Simmons did a fantastic job of turning around at just the right time and deflecting that ball away. Otherwise, that's a touchdown. Good effort there by Louisiana, but even better effort by Georgia State to stop it. Jacob Cabote back in and running back. Third down and five from the 17. Christ steps up in the pocket. Pressure, he's going down. Sacked by Georgia State. Sacked by Georgia State right Henry in Bryant? there. Was Henry, that Henry? Was yeah. it Henry Bryant? Was also in there for Georgia State. Was number 44 for the Panthers. Corey, Corey Warren. Warren. Yep. Well, I thought there was definitely going to be a hold there. Kevin Swint coming from along the left side had a big old forearm around his neck. No, no penalty call. But now it's going to be a 42-yard attempt here on the field goal. Kenneth Almendares has not goal. missed yet. Six for six, as long as 46. This is, again, a 42-yarder. Straight away in the middle of the field, 42 yards out. Snap, ball is down, the kick is up. It's on its way. He's got the distance. It's up, and it is no good. He misses for the first time this year, wide to the right. Panthers dodge a 42-yard field goal bullet there by Louisiana, and we are still scoreless now with inside of a minute to go. Here in the opening quarter, 46 seconds to play. Well, that was almost automatic. You couldn't ask for the ball to be in a better spot in the middle of the field. But uh, for obvious reasons, Almendaris does not connect. Sounded like he hit the ball a little fat. You know, it had good rotation on it, and it got passed. I mean, from that distance, any kicker in college should be able to put it through the uprights. But he ends up missing, and Panthers are able to take advantage of it. They'll take over first and ten. Near the left hash, not quite on it, the 25-yard line. 
So here's Darren Granger. Feels like we haven't seen the offense in quite some time. That was a long drive there by Louisiana. Here's the snap to Darren. Granger going to roll out, roll out here to the near side. Finds his man who made the catch. And that was Robert Lewis. And the only reason I said who made the catch, he got run out of bounds. And tackled and is done on the bench amongst all those raging Cajuns. Yeah, you couldn't see you couldn't see initially the number on the back of the Georgia State jersey as he was lying Eight. on the turf amongst all those raging Cajuns. Second two, Dave. They gave him eight yards there on the reception. Granger, right hash. Here's the snap. And they're going to go in and run it with Marcus Carroll. Marcus cuts to his right. Yep, cuts to his right. Gets across the 35, up to the 36. That'll be just enough for a Georgia State first down. And that might be might be the final play here in the first quarter. We'll see if Darren can get one final snap in. I don't think he'll, well, he may get it. Here's the snap, final play. Granger going to throw and nice fires catch. it right in there to the tight end, Amon Green. Amon holds on. Another Georgia State first down that's going to put Georgia State right near the 50-yard line. It'll be... Yep, right on the 50. Yeah, right on the 50. And that'll be the end of the first quarter here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Scoreless Georgia State and the Raging Cajuns. Panthers missed a great opportunity to score on their first possession, but ended up fumbling the football. And then a missed 42-yard field goal attempt late here in the quarter by Louisiana. Keeps us scoreless. Second quarter coming up on the other side of this timeout. Two-minute break here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedearsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at the Cajun Field, Lafayette, Louisiana, Georgia State Radio Microphones tonight. Here with Georgia State football, Panthers at 5-1. and one. 
Looking for a win on the road again here tonight against the Raging Cajuns. Our stats here in the first half, Harper for the Panthers. For Darren Granger. Granger right now has been perfect throwing the football. Six of six, 57 yards. Yeah, he's done a good job thus far. That fumble, right, we should be ahead. And real quick, medical alert, uh, Talik Williams, they have this little tent and they erected the tent over there behind the Georgia State sideline. Talik goes in thinking, uh-oh, that's the guy I don't want to have in the tent, but he popped right back out. So it's probably just a quick tape, something like that. Could have been something as easy as just tying his shoelaces, but uh, he's back into the ball game and, and won't miss a play. But uh, aside from the score being tied, Georgia State's pretty much dominated the first quarter, 104 yards compared to 49. They have 57 passing, 47 on the ground, no penalties for either team. First snap, second quarter. Darren Granger has time, unloads down the middle of the field. Got Talik Williams, caught at the 10, at the 5. He'll dive. Touchdown, Georgia State. Or did he go out at the 1 or the 2-yard line? He went out at the 1, I believe. Wave off the touchdown, but a great pass and completion. Granger to Talik Williams. We saw it last week in the Marshall game. They connect again here tonight in Lafayette. What a way to start the second quarter. 47-yard pickup there. I thought for sure he went over, but they say they stepped out at the three. Snap to Darren. Going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll. He's holding on for dear life as they push him backwards. Not a lot of room thus far, Dave, in the middle, in between the tackles. Cajuns have done a pretty good job of stopping Marcus all throughout the game. There's another raging Cajun down right now. They're going to call, well, they won't call it SAR. They're going to call a TV timeout. They address to that. Hope that young man's okay. But, boy, what a nice catch. Darren led Talik, who started on the left side of the ball. Now we're in the second quarter, so the Panthers are going from right to left. And he was the left receiver at the 50-yard line slot. So he's in between the numbers and the hash mark. And he's went up the field about 20 yards and then broke it deep at an angle route towards the corner of the end zone. And Darren led him perfectly. Boy, for Talik. Another big catch. He had six catches, 129 yards, and a touchdown in the win over Marshall. That is his 22nd. How many receptions he have already tonight? Well, that's his. Tonight? Yeah, that's his fourth. So, yeah, he's got four receptions. Well, he had 21 coming into the game. Yeah, he's not got 25 on the year, but that. That one right there, his biggest of the four that he's caught so far tonight, and he has Georgia State knocking on the door. Is that so the, Tyler Gidry, the linebacker? Yeah, the injured player right now. He's just getting up. He tried Gidry. to jog. Now he's going to walk. And he's going to slow down a little bit. Ball is just outside the two-yard line. Not sure the way he's holding. Uh, the way he's walking off, I'm not sure if he got hit in the gut or if uh, maybe a shoulder stinger. Well, the Panthers will take over, second down and goal from the three, and they're going to spread it out here. Sure are. Two wideouts to the right, three over here to the near side, empty backfield for Granger. Darren looks to his left. I'm on green in motion. And as Someone the ball moved. is snapped, we got whistles. Did we move. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yep. False start. Offense number 79, five-yard penalty, second down. That'd be a right tackle, Montavious Cunningham. Well, that gives you a little more room, but I don't want more room. I want points. 
Amon Green went from a slot way outside to lining up right in between the center and the guard. So and there was some movement. So now it's second down at seven. Ball back at the eight. Here's Granger. Got pressure. He's going to have to get rid of it. And he does. Boy, he had red jerseys. So three of them on top of him before he could even blink Before he one went eye. down, yeah. he let go of the ball, and now they're going to talk about it. And if they do and they throw a late flag, that's going to be intentional ground. There's no flag, though. Quarterback, the ball did not cross a lot of scrimmage. He's taken down. No, no, it's third down. We yeah. lose the down and the yardage. My goodness, they came with a blitz, and Darren wanted to go to the outside. So, so now the ball's back at the 24. So first and goal at the 24. We're almost out of field goal range. Yeah, we've lost 20 yards, had that ball all the way down to the 2. Third and 24. Ranger again with the empty backfield. Two wideouts near side, one to his right. They got four men with their uh, hand in the ground. There's the snap to Darren. One step back, throws across the middle. Caught him on green. Touchdown, Georgia State. Georgia State's big tight end, 85, Amon Green, sprinting straight down the field. Ball thrown beautifully right down the center to Green. He just reached up, hauled it in, in the end zone. That's a Georgia State touchdown on third and 24. The Panthers strike first here tonight in Lafayette. Well, just when you think you don't throw to the tight end over the middle of the field, guess what, Amon Green? You're wide open, and you're able to get your hands up. Now, when the ball gets to you, you got pounded at about the two-yard line, but your forward progress takes you through into the end zone, and you hold on to it. Now the PAT to follow. Liam Rickman, ball down. The kick is up, and it is no good. No good. No good wide to the right. That's his first miss on either a PAT or, dare I say, field goal this year. So both kickers come into this game at an absolute 100%, and each one has missed on their first attempt. All right, Georgia State touchdown. We'll give you the drive stats on the other side of this timeout. National TV break. Panthers up 6-0. 13.07 to go here in quarter number two. Back in 60 seconds, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Usopp Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Back here in Lafayette, Louisiana, Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, Georgia State. Boy, did they answer the bell after those penalties and the intentional grounding. They got all the way down to the two on that Granger to Talik Williams, 47-yard connection, and then the penalties backed him up to the 24. Darren sends his tight end, Amon Green, right down the center of the field and then puts it up in the air and lays it in there beautifully. 
First touchdown catch of the year for Amon Green. And for Darren Granger, that's his seventh touchdown pass of the season. That's the type of maturity that Darren has just grown into. Maybe two years ago when he first gets the job, he takes that when he's throwing the ball and that uh, penalty that he got. Again, they still didn't throw the flag, but, you know, now he's uh, no big deal. That's what I love about the guy. He's just he, he, he doesn't let it bother him, and he's next play ready. And in this case, we get our first touchdown of the ball game. So if you're just joining us, the Panthers are ahead 6-0. The extra point was no good. We'll have details. Our uh, Wi-Fi up here, amongst many other things, isn't working uh, as promptly as we would like it to be. But uh, Panthers are kicking off. Braden McAllister, high end over end kick. And underneath it, it's going to be a return play here for the Ragin' Cajuns. On the return, Zylan Perry will get to the close to the 25-yard line. And he'll get right to the 25-yard line. So first down coming up here for Chris and the Rangers. Perry likes to take it out. He averages, well, they gave him a great spot. They put it up to 25. But he averages 24.6, and that's just about what he got there on that play. Please reset the game clock to 12.57. 12.57 on the game clock. Back to 12.57 from 12.45. Thank you. Didn't let a lot of time run off that clock. Well, he returned it. Javon Dennis, along with Henry Bryant and Anthony Bloom, three down defensive linemen for Georgia State. Raging Cajuns now moving left to right here in the second quarter. Georgia State up 6-0. LeBlanc goes in motion, and they're going to go ahead and fake the handoff they're going to dump it off to the receiver over here in the near side that is number 86 terrence carter first time we've called his name he's out of colleen texas a redshirt freshman makes the catch but when he turns around he's basically one foot out of bounds yeah his responsibility was to block or at least hold the end for a little while and establish a point and then just release to the outside and he does they were already on the right hash so by the time he catches it his feet get down and then next thing you know he's out of bounds three yard pick up there well, four yards, four yards. Yeah, second down me. and yep. six. Here's Zion Chris. Pressure coming at him. He's going to unleash the ball over the middle of the field, and it is a duck, but it's caught by Peter LeBlanc. Pass complete to number 29, Peter LeBlanc. The senior out of New Iberia, Louisiana. He hurt us the last time he's here, and that is a Ragin' Cajun first down all the way up to the Ragin' Cajun 45-yard line, and they're quickly back up on the ball. We call timeout, Dave. Georgia State's second timeout. They may want to check to see whether or not uh, that, that ball hit the turf first. Well, good pressure by the defense. We came with a blitz. We brought at least six, and Chris was throwing it off his back foot, and 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 kind of getting away from the line of scrimmage when he releases it. Here's the call. The ruling on the field is a catch. The, the previous play is under video review. So if he gets his hand under the ball and just scoops it and up before be anybody's able to determine whether or not it touched the ground, we're going to find out. So Georgia State does take a timeout to at least approach the officials. Now, whether or not if we have this overturned, then that won't count as a timeout. By the way, the drive stats on that touchdown, seven plays, 75 yards, 153 off the clock, missed PAT, and Georgia State has a 6-0 lead. Boy, just give me that touchdown back in that first quarter. Panthers would be up 13-0 right now. Well, we can't cry over spilt milk. 
but we can cry over a bad call, and we'll find out whether or not this is one. Sunbelt officials have given the headgear. Now, if you're in a Power 5 conference, you get the video board and the computers and the nice high-tech where they can actually see. We don't have as many cameras here in the Sunbelt. But uh, they're, they're talking in the booth right now with our referee, Scott Broadway. Vaughn Cowan, the umpire's there as well. Now, whether or not it's a catch, they should be able to determine right away. But if it is or is not, then they're going to have to figure out, okay, where's the ball and how much time is on the clock? It's taking a couple extra seconds for them to figure that out. I thought for a split second, the way that ball held up in the air, and Chris threw it off his back foot under pressure. It kind of held up there for quite a while. Yeah, I didn't think it had enough juice on it. Yeah. We were going to get a pick. Someone, I did, too. Someone was going to come either a safety or Jordan Vinsale was in the area. But it got back to uh, LeBlanc made that catch, right? Was that yes. LeBlanc? Yeah. He was standing near the 50 and had to come back out to the 45 to be able to catch that. So we're going to take an ID. Take an ID. Stations on our radio network, top of the hour. Right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Lafayette, Louisiana. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Feature tonight, 8 for 8, passing the football, one touchdown, 128 yards. Marcus Carroll has carried it 10 times for 35 yards. And Talik Williams, four receptions, totaling 76 yards so far tonight. Amon Green caught the touchdown pass from 24 yards out. Panthers have a 6-0 lead here. 12.03 to go, second quarter here in Louisiana. Now, if you're like me, you're thinking, wait a second. Well, Darren had, he was outside the pocket. After it was incompletion. Here's the call. It's an incomplete pass. The ball hit the ground. There we go. 39-yard So a fantastic challenge there from Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott. Yeah, good job. You risk a timeout, but you know how he plays timeouts. He doesn't care. He's just, he wants to slow down an offense, and he calls more defensive timeouts than he does offense. He doesn't, he doesn't save them. He'll burn him in the first, second court, whenever. He feels that there's a change happening in front of our very eyes, so they had to put the ball back. It's at the 29. It's going to be third down and six. Raging Cajuns are four of six on third down opportunities so far tonight through the first quarter and the first three minutes here in the second quarter. And they're 44% on the season, so a little, be, little below 500. They need six here. Ball is at the 29-yard line. First down marker at the 35. LeBlanc goes in motion. Here's the snap to Chris. Pressure coming. He will throw off balance, and the ball is going to hit the turf. Great rush there by Justin Abraham. Yes, absolutely. Justin did not get touched. There was no receiver anywhere close, and you know that, Scott Broadway. There wasn't anyone close. Oh, my goodness. All right, so two incompletes. We're going to get the ball back, Dave. This is a great way of turning the tide as opposed to them getting the ball first and 10 on the 45. We challenge, and now we're going to get the ball back. Thomas Leo will punt the football. Jakari Carter standing at the 32. Low snap, and it was almost blocked. Jakari Carter's going to watch it bounce at the 40. 
It'll take a raging Cajun roll across the 35, across the 30. Well, Cam Marshall uh, almost blocked it, but uh, the punter went underneath him. Now, it just depends. Is that going to be a five-yard penalty? Because there's no way that he had contact with him. Flag thrown back close to the 15-yard line. Again, Cam Marshall, number 14. They'll probably call the penalty, but if it's a five-yard penalty, it's still fourth down. They needed six. Head coach is uh, discussing with the head linesman over there. These guys all have uh, radio contact with one another. So before the referee makes the call. Desermo, Mike Desermo, the head coach, is wanting to talk to the, uh, the, the referee, but he's not coming. Now he's really upset. He's trying to get the referee, Scott Broadway, to head over to the sideline out of talk things over as opposed to the linesman he's livid yeah well, he's calmed down a little bit but once he got scott broadway's attention and he came over he's calmed down a little bit and again my view up here is a little bit different but number 14 cam marshall almost blocked that kick as dave said he he got underneath the ball when he was diving for it so the ball was kicked away and then he's on the ground and the punter ends up stepping over him and trips he takes a dive that's what all punters are taught to do there wasn't any contact on him so incidentally be roughing the punter and that would be a five-yard penalty and instead of at the 29-yard line the ball would be fourth down and one at the 34 but if you're saying that he had a personal foul that's a 15 yarder and an automatic first down but great pressure there by the panthers cam marshall had the block on the punt against marshall last saturday still waiting for the call here we go and mike desermo just basically what are you going to you can accept it so he he wants something different I, I i'm thinking that it was just the five yard penalty and he wanted the 15 and that's why he's upset there's no way they didn't earn that 15 yard penalty And if you decline it, you give the ball back to the Panthers, and they'll get it about the 28, no, excuse me, 27-yard line. Running into the kicker, defense, five-yard penalty, still fourth down. Okay. Took a long time for that. Yeah. Raging Cajun offense will... And he didn't run, but Cam Marshall did not run into him. He dove and missed him and was underneath him. And as the kicker kicks the ball, you go up in the air just a little bit. Your forward progress, after you make contact with the football, you're still going to go towards the line of scrimmage, which he did. Now, the one thing the pan, or excuse me, the uh, Raging Cajuns did is they lined up offset. So the punter moved behind the left tackle. So everything was centered away from the middle of the, the line of scrimmage, where the ball is, where the center is. Center had to snap it at an angle. Timeout. Louisiana. Their first the five-yard penalty makes it now fourth and one Correct. at the 34. I mentioned earlier, they're pretty good on fourth downs. Got to tell you, we'll talk more about it on the other side of this timeout. Red Hats 50%, on the field. 50%, Dave. They're yeah, 50%. They're, five right, out of yeah, ten. Five out of ten. So this may change their strategy a little bit with that penalty as opposed to Georgia State getting the ball back right away. Media timeout, we'll take it with them back in 60 seconds from Lafayette, Louisiana tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Your radio station for Georgia State Football, 97.5 Glory FM. 11.46 to go here at quarter number two in Lafayette, Louisiana tonight. Georgia State 6. And the Ragin' Cajuns, nothing tonight's game, presented on the radio network by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Center Park, a community-based credit union. We thank them for their support of Georgia State football here on the radio network. I think they're going to decline the penalty, Dave. Our uh, Referee Scott, Scott Broadway is standing now. He's about the 44, 45-yard line walking in the direction where the Panthers, it looks like, will take over at the 27-yard line. Are you a little surprised at that? Well, do you want to punt again? I mean, that wasn't a great punt, and they have struggled with stuff, but I would all fourth and one. I know. Give me another chance. Maybe I get a better kick out of it. But he averages about 40. to decline the penalty take the first of the punt. It'll be first down. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't understand that, Dave. I would think unless you're worried that Georgia State now because they blocked a kick, you're worried about it, and now you give the Panthers the ball back. So I'm telling you, there's there's a when you block kicks, remember how good Virginia Tech was for all those years with uh, Frank Bremer's teams? You put the fear of God into a lot of teams on defense that you're gonna get a kick blocked, and that is a big difference maker in ball games. So. All right, Robert Lewis, the wide out here near side. Jakari Carter, Kadarius Thompson to the right. Marcus Carroll just to the right of Darren Granger. First and 10 for the Panthers, their own 27-yard line. Panthers right to left here in the second quarter. Snap to Granger. They're going to hand it off to Marcus, and Marcus going to slice and dice. He'll get up across the 30 to the 31-yard line. And... First good run by Marcus in between the tackles. He was able to avoid some contact at the line of scrimmage, bounces off of it, and picks up four. Second down and six now. Granger going to take it. He's going to tuck it and run, and it's going to be a little harder for him to do that, I think, against Louisiana. It might be a little harder for him to do that as the season goes along and teams see Georgia State more and more. He's been running very well in between the tackles. Well, here's another thing. Well, they notice a lot when you see it on film that he doesn't like to pitch it all that much. He'd rather keep it. So yeah. he makes you, he forces those inside guys to actually make the play. And when they do. Third and a yard. They're going to hand it off Marcus Carroll. He'll pick up that yard. That's a Georgia State first down. Panthers convert on third down now for the fourth time. They're four of five on their third down opportunities, so that'll keep the drive running here. 10.40 on a turning clock, second quarter. Boy, Marcus has turned it on, I'll tell you. Those last two times he's carried the ball, he has rushed hard. 
Shakari Carter goes in motion. Granger fakes the handoff. Going to throw on the run. And he has got. Nice catch. Who made the catch there That's for the Bears? That was Kadarius nice Thompson. Number 11, Kadarius up across Thompson. the 45. 40, 48. Yeah, we're going to put it up to the 48-yard line. Well, not a big game, but, boy, he had to fight through traffic. That's a 50-50 ball, and he came down with it. Second down and a little over a little over two yards. That's going to be oh! all in and out of the hands of the intended receiver. That was Kadarius Thompson again. Boy, it hit him right in between the 11s. <laughs> Each one of those ones hit him right way, but he caught it off of his shoulder pads. He gets it off his hands. Then he's got himself a first down. Well-thrown ball. Third down and two now from the Georgia State 48-yard line. Diamond formation along the right-hand side, Dave. you got four receivers. you got one, two, one is the formation. And all along the opposite side over here on the left is Robert. Snap to Granger. Fires. Quick pass. Caught. And broken tackle down the far sideline. Marcus Carroll running, running. And Marcus is dragged down inside the 10-yard line. Yards Marcus after Carroll. the catch for Marcus Carroll, and the Panthers are knocking on the door the again. Panthers. 46 yards on the pickup. Wow. So you go with the diamond, and Marcus was the furthest from the line of scrimmage. You have the other three guys blocking, and Marcus gets through the line of scrimmage. He did get hit, but he keeps his feet. Boy, he is still running hard. First and goal from the th- – well, they put it at the three. So it's at the three. Shakari Carter in motion. They're going to uh, fake the handoff, dump it off. Another touchdown pass to the tight end, Amon Green, who cuts to the corner of the end zone. They fake the handoff. Granger rolls out, and Amon Green is all by himself, makes the catch. That's a Georgia State touchdown, and Georgia State, Harper, goes up 12-0, 9.49 to go here in the second quarter. Well, I'm surprised we didn't go for two here, but we're going to get the one. At least we're going to attempt to get the one. Number 38, Isaac. Nice job by Amon Green. He blocks, he blocks, and then he releases out to the flat. There's nobody there. He catches it at the one, and with nobody out there, he's able to just fall forward into the end zone. For the touchdown. Isaac Kone attempting the point after attempt. It is up and it is good. And the Panthers have a 13 to nothing lead with 9.49 to go here on the road at the Raging Cajuns Cajun Field here in Lafayette. Media timeout will take it with them. So far, so good for Georgia State football as they try to become bowl eligible tonight here in Louisiana. Back in 60 seconds, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Your radio station for Georgia State football. 97.5 97.5 Glory FM. Simple. 9.49 to go second quarter here in Lafayette, Louisiana. After the Isaac Kone PAT, Georgia State 
increases its and lead now to 13 to nothing here over the Raging Cajuns. Seventh place, 73 yards, a minute 57 on that drive. Almost identical with the first scoring drive, Dave, with the exception of the missed extra point on the first. The first one was seventh place, 75 yards, one minute 53. This is seventh place for 73 yards and 157. So quick striking Panther offense right now. We are ahead in terms of the time of possession between the two teams. We've had the ball for 10 minutes and 10 seconds and Louisiana for 9 minutes and 15 seconds. But, uh, man, and to think, too, also, you know, the opening drive, Panthers go right down the field, another 74-yard drive with the fumble. Uh, otherwise, we'd be ahead by at least 20 to nothing right now. But uh, first-half dominance, which is really interesting to me, Dave, because the the Raging Cajuns have started fast in all of their six games so far this this season, and, and we have stopped uh, everything that they have thrown at us right now. Update on our Sunbelt Conference college football scoreboard. That's a halftime score in Norfolk, Virginia. Old Dominion leads Appalachian State 17-14. And Coastal Carolina is ahead at halftime in Jonesboro, Arkansas, 17-3. Those are the only two games, we being the third game right now, that's uh, that's live. All other Sunbelt games have already had their history behind it. Here comes the kickoff from the Panthers. McAllister, this is more line drive, and that will land on the Ellen, Louisiana, out our window to the left. And a ball going to come out to the 25-yard line. Coming up first and 10 from the 25 for quarterback Zion Chris and the Raging Cajuns of Lafayette. They'll take the ball on the left hash. Cajuns going from left to right. And they break their huddle over on the sideline. Draylin Washington will start this series in the backfield. Jacob Bernard, Peter LeBlanc, wideouts near side here for the Panthers. They got two to the left, two to the right. 13 to nothing, Georgia State leading it. 9.49 to go, second quarter. Put a man in motion here to the near side. Here's the snap to Zeon Chris, fakes the handoff. He will throw on the run and passes up an incomplete. Charles Robertson, the redshirt freshman from Zachary, Louisiana, the intended receiver, thrown a little bit too high, went off his fingertips. And we'll bring up second down and 10 from the 25-yard line. Yeah, Johnson's a tall guy, and I, it, it almost looked like he didn't jump as high as he probably wanted to. And by the time he was at his peak, he still needed to go about two or three inches. He got his hand on it, but it basically just deflected away, second down and 10. He's listed at 6'1". Well, he's skinny, so he looks taller than he is. But uh, nonetheless, second down now here for the Raging Cajuns. Pass just ahead, same play. Boy, another right one. over here wow. to Robertson, and a little high. He jumped up, just couldn't bring it down. Overthrown. He goes up in the air. Dave, he goes up in the air, and the ball hits him way high, and it's deflected off. And he sh he started shaking his head before he hit the ground. Like, come on, dude, hit me in my hands or hit me where my numbers are. So now it's third down and ten. That was just a little hitch route. They were just trying to gain a couple yards. Uh, Twenty-three yards here in the first half in the air for the Raging Cajuns. Traylon Washington stays in at running back. Two wide near side, two to the far side. Now they put a man in motion here to the near side. Here's the snap. 
And Chris is going to unload far side, throws that one out of bounds into the Georgia State sideline. Robert Williams, the redshirt sophomore wide receiver, the intended target. Three passes from Zeon Chris, and basically three balls overthrowing the intended receiver. And it's punt the football time. Thomas Leo will punt the football away. Jakari Carter standing back at the Georgia State 35. Great job, defense. He put just enough pressure on this guy to where he's got to get rid of the ball. He's got to go to his either number one or number two progression, and he overthrows on each one of them and forces a punt. That's There's your bad kick right yeah, there. Yeah, shanked that one off the outside portion of his foot. Let's see what kind of a bounce it takes. Yeah, he got a good one. Yep. And but he missed it. They'll down it at about the 31, maybe the 32-yard line, and that is where Granger and the Panthers will start. This next possession from with 9.22 to go. Here, second quarter, already leading 13-0. Well, Lee, uh, Thomas Leo averages 42.6, and that was a 43-yard punt with the net. The Panthers will take over at their 27-yard line. Even though he mishit it, he did get a nice little roll. But again, uh, special teams... You create this fear that they might block it, and it just forces those punters and the snapper and the blockers to all think, oh, what the heck's going to happen? Now, we started the game with two receivers spread out as far as you can get on the bottom of the number and with another receiver right behind him. We're in that same position right here now. Two to the left, two to the right. Granger fakes a throw to the right. He's going to tuck it and run, and he will get dragged down across the 35. Louisiana saying they Darren fumbled the football. He was down. And I think he was Darren's down hurt. already. Darren's hurt. Well, we can't have that. Granger is down. Here comes Bob Murphy and the sports medicine staff. Boy, it was a late hit, too. Yeah. At least in my opinion, he was already on his way down. Rolling on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense. First down. Well, we'll see if Georgia State decides to challenge that ruling. Technology being what it is here, there's no TV cameras, and they're not going to show that on the big screen here in the stadium. Granger is up and walking on his own accord back to the Georgia State sideline. So Sean Elliott taking his time to make sure his quarterback comes off, and now the linesman is the one he's talked to. He just went up to the linesman. Now, here's the neat thing about it. Sean Elliott's talking to Darren Granger. Recovered by the defense. The previous play is under review. And it will be under review. Okay. Yep. As I figured it would be. And so Scott Broadway will jog down towards the 10-yard line there. He'll put on the headsets, and uh, he'll be in communication with the replay booth. And they'll take a look at the... Uh, Supposed Darren Granger fumble. So I think he was down already. So both the offense and the defense end up on the Georgia State sideline, grouping up together. Offense is at about the 35-yard line. The defense is in between the 40 and the 45. Uh, we don't know, but uh, they, they both have to be ready regardless of what the, the play call is. This should take a couple moments. Because here's where you, you do you have the right angle, and do you have enough to overturn what the officials was his knee down? Was he trying to extend and keep his knee off the ground, or whatever his hip? We'll find out here in just a few moments. 
But again, very convenient that they're not showing it. Short week coming up for Georgia State as the Panthers will be in Statesboro on Thursday night. We'll have it for you right here on the radio network. All right, the headsets are off of referee Scott Broadway, and here's the ruling. After video review, the runner was down prior to the ball becoming loose, second down. Yeah, exactly what I thought. And the Boo Birds out here in Lafayette. So the ball is going to stay in possession of Georgia State. Thank you very much, Scott Broadway and the replay crew. So here's what you got to think of, Dave. He picked up five, but can Darren stay in the ball game? Since they ruled it a fumble, and he was slow to get up, and he needed attention, Bob Murphy and the crew. Well, I'm trying to see who's... No, well, McKaylee's. Yeah, Kaylee Colasurdo is on his way onto the field with Marcus Carroll and the rest of the offensive unit. So we'll see how this turns out without warming up, but but for a few seconds, really. McKinley uh, coming in as cold as you can possibly have anybody be cold. 6-1 red, right. red shirt junior out of Inman, South Carolina. They're going to hand a football off. Marcus Carroll gets the outside. 40-45. Dragged down at the 49-yard line. First down run on the handoff from McKinley Colasurdo to Marcus Carroll up to the Georgia State 49-yard line. Well, nice job of getting to the outside. You had a tight end to the right. He goes from the left of the quarterback to the right-hand side, gets to the outside, and picks up all those extra yards. Run it again with Marcus, this time on the left side, 45-40. Boy, back-to-back really nice runs by Marcus Carroll. Another Georgia State first down as he rambles 13 yards all the way to the Raging Cajun 39-yard line. 8.20 on a turning clock. Panthers up 13-0 and driving the football in Louisiana territory. Colasurdo. Hands it off again, Marcus Carroll. Marcus, 35, down to the 34-yard line. That'll be a four, maybe a five-yard gain there for the Panthers. It's going to be five, and it will bring up second down at five now, right at eight minutes to go. Second and six. end lines up to the left. He's off the line of scrimmage. I'm on green. Colasurdo out of the shotgun. Looks over to the Georgia State sideline. Plenty of time on the play clock. He'll step up a little closer to the offensive line now. Well, the good thing here is now you give your offensive line and Marcus Carroll a little bit of extra time to breathe in between plays. He'll automalize before he steps back. Carroll now shifts to his left. Second down at five. Ball at the 34. Colasurdo, option pitch. Marcus Carroll, and he got drilled at the 35. Nothing there. He ended up probably losing a yard. Half a yard. Jasper Williams, you heard on the tackle there for the Raging Cajuns. There were six in the box there for the Cajuns on defense. You tried to get it to the outside. They did blitz. So McKaylee gets hit for the first time here in the ballgame, but now we're going to go with an empty backfield. So we're going to go with that same diamond formation the last time we gave the ball to Marcus. This time near side of the field. Panthers facing third down at six from the 35-yard line. Raging Cajun territory. Snap on the way to Colasurdo. One step back. He's going to go ahead and tuck it. Run. Got a lot of room. Colasurdo plows forward for the first down. Gets across the 35, across the 30, down to the 25-yard line. 11 yards on the scamper by McKaylee Colasurdo. First and 10. Boy, that's, I did not think. I thought they were going to get <laughs> let him throw it, but they wanted to keep it on the ground. Good job. Quick snap to Colasurdo. Heads this one off to Marcus Carroll. Carroll at the 20, at the 15, cuts back in at the 10. Broke a tackle, and he's dragged down at the 6. Georgia State knocking on the door. 18-yard pickup on the run there by Marcus Carroll. He's having a fantastic 
series here against the Raging Cajun defense as the Panthers are now knocking on the door. Ball placed at the seven-yard line. And now you got a chance to uh, slow down a little bit, let everybody get fresh. You're going to allow uh, Robert Lewis to switch sides. Not going to take a timeout, but you're going to take as much time off the clock as you can. Allow everybody to get fresh. Now McKaylee's ready to make the play. Colasurdo out of the shotgun. Marcus Carroll to his left. And they'll, hand, they'll fake. They'll, well, there's a whistle. Call time. Yep. I don't know why we did. Uh, well, unless we didn't like the formation. We were running into about, there were eight guys in the box. Time out. Georgia State. They're second. 30-second timeout. Now we're going to run it off to the right-hand side. We ran the play, but uh, Sean Elliott called time just before it was snapped. And I'm okay with that. Again, I, I want to make sure that you do everything that you need to. you got a new quarterback, and you got to find where Darren is on the sideline. Yeah, he's all by himself there, isn't he, Dave, at about the 36-yard line? Yeah, helmet on, cheering on McKaylee Colasurdo. Instead of getting in the way and wanting to know what's going on, he can see everything, and he probably has the headsets on so he can still hear everything that's going on. Remember, he is the one that gets the headset, and McKaylee does not have it, so they're flashing in signals to him. And I'm obviously not saying McKaylee is the same athlete that Darren Granger is, but McKaylee's been here and knows the offense as well as anybody. Yeah. He's going to be a great coach when he's done because he's been around and seen all these other guys do it make mistakes and do it and do it better now it's his turn first and goal from the six Colasurdo right hash there's the snap they're going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll off the right tackle side inside the five down to the four maybe the three when they place the football good push by the right hand side of the offensive line we ran that same play earlier in the ball game a couple of times and no uh, no result like there Titan Ferris Big number 60 there. Central Michigan transfer. Yeah, late getting up. Now he's off the line of scrimmage quite a bit. Wonder what we'll be doing here. First and goal at the two. Colasurdoa. Shotgun snap. Handed off Marcus Carroll again. And he is dragged down. And off goes to Carroll. At about the two again. No gain. No gain on the play there on the oh, run by Marcus. Chance. Running on the left, Let's behind the left side of the line that time. Yeah. I mean, it's, he gained a yard. We were at the four. But ball's at the three right now, right in the middle of the field. Now, do you let McKelly throw it? A little play action. Where's Amon Green? He's there. He's been the go-to guy. No I say kidding. that rhetorically. I know. He's been the go-to guy tonight. Well, he's lined up on the left-hand side on the line of scrimmage. Robert Lewis is right next to him in the slot. Third and goal. Ball placed at the three-yard line. we call timeout again. Yep. 4.29 remaining here, second quarter. Timeout. Georgia State. That's their third and final timeout of the half. Again, I like it. We need the points, especially when we had that play that was overturned where it was an incompletion, and you give all the momentum back to the Raging Cajuns. You stop that because it's an incomplete pass. You force a punt. And then on the first down, you lose your starting quarterback. Not sure where he was hit, whether or not it was something with his shoulder, whether he had uh, got hit in the head. If that's the case, there was no targeting at all, not even mentioned. They did say that he fumbled, but it was overturned on the review. And the Panthers have since then had seven, eight, 11 yard pickups and uh, all on the ground. We've got 100 and, 
109 rushing yards thus far. 198, excuse me, 188 in the air. 297 total. All right, McKaylee Colasurdo, backup quarterback in for the, we hope not too badly injured, Darren Granger has the Panthers knocking on the door right now. Third and goal, ball at the three-yard line. Colasurdo out of the shotgun, takes the snap. McKaylee's going to tuck it, and he's going to run into the end zone. Touchdown, McKaylee Colasurdo and the Georgia State Panthers. And the Panthers go up 19 to nothing here in Lafayette on a quarterback keeper, basically right up the middle. Touchdown, Panthers. What a gutsy call. Yep. You've got Marcus Carroll. You've got a bunch of other guys on your roster, and you're going to let the backup quarterback take it across, or whether or not he called his own number doesn't matter. The result's a touchdown. And as Dave said, 19 nothing with the PAT to follow. Isaac Kone, freshman from Decatur. Ball down, the kick is up, it is good. And Georgia State has a 20 to nothing lead with 4.23 remaining. Imagine if we had that touchdown on the first drive, Mr. Dave, LaBelle. Always, you still want that Tennessee touchdown, don't you? No, I want the field goal. <laughs> All right, Red Hats out on the field. Georgia State 20. Raging Cajuns, nothing. We'll take the media timeout as well. Back in 60 seconds from Lafayette, Louisiana tonight. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. We are the company we keep. That's true, Stacy. That's why we carry a full line of Traeger grills and accessories. Traeger is the number one selling wood-fired grill in the world. I love how you can use the different pellets to create the endless flavor combinations. Traeger wood pellets are made in the USA from hardwood, given the perfect burn. The best grills and the best pellets, a grill master's dream. Come check out our selection of Traeger grills. And flavor pellets. Audrey's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. Give me an L, give me an O, give me an N. Hope Bunch, the voice of Longstreet Cafe, what you doing? I'm putting our cheer together for our tailgate season. Whether you're taking our home-cooked favorites to the game or eating with us afterwards, we've got something for everyone. So what can I do to help? Glad you asked, Mary. I need you to take care of our mascots. No, 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 wait. Thanks, Mary. And they'll need a stay at Cheer House, too. <sighs> she did it to me again. Longstreet Cafe with two Gainesville locations. Panther fans, this is Georgia State football head coach Sean Elliott. Follow the Panthers all season here on 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. Great night for college football. Amazing, look at how many folks are headed for the exits. The other side of uh, Raging Cajuns fans. Are we going to call that the student section? It's thinned out a little bit. Here's the stats on the drive. It was a three-yard touchdown run of the keeper by McKaylee Colasurdo. 10 play drives, 68 yards, 4 minutes, 59 seconds, and then Isaac Kone, the freshman from Decatur on the PAT. And thanks to Chick-fil-A for kicking Tonight's game on the radio network, made possible in part by the folks at Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Center Park Credit Union Stadium and Georgia State University Athletics and the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Association offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Visit online at alumni.gsu.edu. Also, Lusab Kia, exit 14 on Georgia 400. We sure appreciate the uh, bookstore helping us out. We're wearing some gear from them. Uh, Don't need a jacket right now. Boy, it was a nice day, 87 degrees here in Lafayette. 
Nice evening here. Don't need a jacket or anything like that, but uh, it's certainly chilly on the opponent's sideline. Raging Cajuns really struggled here offensively. They've got a total of 53 yards here just before halftime. It's four minutes and 23 seconds. Panther defense done a fantastic job here tonight. McAllister is going to kick this one into the end zone. At their 25. And it will come out. It sailed over the helmet of Zylan Perry. It'll come out to the 25 with 4.23 to go here in the third quarter. This is a Raging Cajun football team that in six games has averaged 447 yards of total offense. Again, right now, 53 with 23 in the air, 30 on the ground. Yeah, and you mentioned the pregame show, Dave. You couldn't be more even. They averaged 224 yards rushing, 223 in the air in their passing attack, 447 total. But, uh, yeah, they're well short of that right now. All right, here's Zeon Chris. Running back on the field now is Jacob, uh, Jacob Cabote, and he's going to take the handoff. He lost his footing. And of course, Javon Dennis kind of helped with the fact that he lost his footing. Yeah, he, he loses a yard. That's right. Javon gets across the left guard, excuse me, the right guard, right tackle slot in between the two of them, and he's able to uh, force Zion, or excuse me, Jacob uh, Kadobi to plant his foot and go up the field when he wasn't ready to, and he slips and falls down. Second and 11. Too wide to the far side of the field on the left. Here's the snap to Chris. He will throw over here to the far side. Got a man. It's caught, but not a whole lot going on. There were two blue helmets right there. Isaiah Guy was right there. John Trey Hunter and Ty G. Leach were right there. Harvey Broussard was the man who made the catch. Freshman out of St. Martinsville, Louisiana. Put the ball on the 29-yard line, just between the 28 and the 29. So they give him credit for five yards, although it was a little short of that. Snap on, six. snap on second down. Panthers showing blitz. Three wide to the left. Clock at 3.15 here in the second quarter. Trying to draw Georgia State offsides. And here's Chris going to throw the football off his back foot. It's up and it's incomplete. The intended receiver over here on the near side. Broussard again. was Broussard. And uh, Gavin Pringle with real good. They both went up for it. Ball deflects off of Broussard's hands. And Gavin Pringle brings him down right away. Another three and out. Fourth and six. Yep. And here comes the punter, Thomas Leo. 47 yards. Well, 40, 42.7 yards on average per punt. On this one, he's lined up directly behind the long snapper. Ball's on the right hash, and he's on the right hash, too. The punter is. Yep. Well, nobody back deep for Georgia State. And he will get a spiraling kickoff. It'll bounce inside the 35, head over to the sideline, turn around and go back across the 30, and it goes out and around the 31-yard line. So Georgia State will have the football. Two minutes and 50 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Again, leading on the road tonight, 20 to nothing here over the Raging Cajuns. No timeout, so Panthers will get right back on the ball. First and 10 at the 31, if you're just joining us, Michaela Colcerto. Richard Sr. is in the ballgame now. Darren Granger, not sure uh, well, if he season. was injured or what, what happened, but uh, he had to come out for at least one play, and McKaylee ended up getting a touchdown and scoring the touchdown on the last drive. 
There was a controversial play of whether or not Darren fumbled. The officials said that he did, but they went to the review, and Panthers got to keep the ball, and they get a touchdown out of it. First snap here from the 31-yard line. Going to fake the handoff, going to throw it on the run. That's his first pass of the ball game. He completes it, and it's complete to Amon Green, the tight end. He who has already caught two touchdown passes. Tyrone Lewis Jr. on the tackle there. Actually ran him out of bounds. Short pickup, maybe two, two and a half yards. Falls on the 33. Second down and eight coming up. From the 33-yard line. So I'll take that as the first completion for McKaylee. Carlos Cerdo now along with Marcus Carroll, who's lined up to his right looking over to the sideline as the play is signaled in. Robert Lewis all alone. Boy, he's got all kinds of territory on the left-hand side. Sure does. Colasurdo going to hand it off. It's going to be a Marcus Carroll runoff right off tackle across the 35, up shy Carroll. of the 40. It's going to be about three yards three yards shy of that first down marker but really didn't get a favorable spot it's actually four yards shy and georgia state facing a third down situation right now where they are seven of eight so far tonight so they've been almost perfect on their third down opportunities it's not quite four yards but let's call it third and four within the length of the football of being four that they need Definitely a passing down. Snap on the way to Colasurdo. Two steps back. Going to look, and he gets hit as the pat, the ball is thrown. It pops loose, and I think Louisiana says they've got it. Well, he was hit just as he Now, was he going forward? If it is, it's an incomplete pass. Even though it popped out. This is the third time now that they've said and there's a fumble. Throwing on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense. First down, Louisiana. Which would give them really good field position with a minute 23 to go absolutely the ball at the 27 yard line is where they're marketing and we don't have any more timeouts so i think we don't have i'm not sure we've we've won our challenges but officials are ready to play they don't want to have any time take taken off the clock further so here comes the raging cajun offense they take over, first down at the Georgia State 27-yard line. Panther defense, time to bow up, take a shutout into the locker room here at halftime. In the backfield, number zero, Jacob Cabote. One wide out to the near side, here's Zeon Chris, going to hand it off Cabote, and he will run off left tackle, down across the 25. That'll be good for about a four-yard gain, second down at six coming up. Pick up a three. Clock continues to seven. run. They only gave him three, second down and seven. Nice tackle there. Here's Chris. He's just going to take the snap. He's going to run it himself. He's at the 20. Broke a tackle, got run out of bounds. As he came across the 15-yard line, they're going to place the ball at the 14. Clock continues to run. Another raging Cajun first down. Well, I was saying Anthony Bloom had a nice play on the previous one, but, boy, there were a couple guys that had misses there. Not only does he stop the clock by getting it out of bounds at the 14-yard line and giving himself... the game clock to 57 seconds. 57 seconds on the game clock, So they're going to go from 45 to 57. How do you get... You get 12 extra seconds. That's pretty interesting. Second time they've done that. Yeah, they've had some issues here. My goodness. All right, ball on the left hash. Again, Cajun's going from left to right. First down at the 14. 
57 ticks on the clock. Zeon Crest out of the shotgun. Here's the snap. Fakes the handoff. Dumps it off to the receiver here to the near side. LeBlanc, a correction. It was Terrence Carter, not LeBlanc. And Carter gets run out of bounds inside the 10. At about the 7. That'd be about a 7-yard game. Let's see where at, they place it. They put him at the 8 and then they say that he got out of bounds. Second and 3. I think he landed inbounds and rolled out, but uh, they stopped at the clock for him anyways. 51 seconds remaining. Near hash, Chris out of the shotgun. Kabodi in the backfield. Carter goes in motion, and they're going to hand it off to Kabodi. He'll, well, it's going to be a keeper there by Chris. And he will run in behind left tackle, get brought down by Jeremiah Johnson inside the five-yard line. And the result of the play is another Louisiana. So Chris with a nice keeper there. They're on the ball. 40 seconds, even though the clock has stopped at the moment. Chris out of the shotgun. Take, try to take advantage of the turnover. It's going to be Kabodi into the end zone for the touchdown. And the Raging Cajuns take advantage of the Georgia State turnover. A great field position, and they get on the scoreboard. It's now 20 to 6 with 30 seconds remaining. Well, they ran a power right with two tight ends, one on the ball and one off the ball, and then they ran to the left side. A big old offensive line with some nice push, and they were able to get Cavodi in. Are they going to review it? You got to wait for uh, approval upstairs. There might have been a Cavodi knee hitting the ground at the two or three. On a second effort, though, they end up giving him the touchdown. Now, if this play does not go, then they mark it at maybe the one yard. That'll be at least the third time that we've seen here in this half yeah. that the officials have had to be corrected. Yeah, they still don't have approval. You see the red hat over there on about the 12-yard line with his arms crossed, meaning stop. The ruling stop. on the field is that the ball crossed the goal line prior to me being down. Yeah, they got to come back and look at it. And that official review brought to you by Joseph. No, I'm imagining that the fans are upset that, hey, Georgia State, you guys are being a bunch of babies. No, it's not that. It's the officials have to make the call and get it right. Well, turnovers here in the first half have been somewhat costly. Aside from the fact that it should be 27 to nothing or 28 nothing. And then the turnover on the fumble on the McKaylee Colasurdo pass gave the Raging Cajuns really good field position yeah. that they are right now trying to take advantage of. Georgia State has really dominated here in the first half. I agree with you, Dave. It could be 28 nothing or 27. You know, he missed the extra point that happened. But now instead of a four-score game, you're looking at a, a two-score if they approve it. But I'm thinking he was down. Second effort, again, you don't have like the Super Bowl where you've got a, a camera everywhere. But if they're able to determine that the ball was, was down before he gets in the end zone, one, where do you put it? Two-yard line, one-yard line inside the one. 
then the clock will have to go once the official blows the whistle. Cajuns still have two timeouts, so the time isn't really a factor for them because they do have the ability to stop it two more times. I'm just thinking this delay is going to it's going to go back Panthers way. It has to. If he scored, he scored. If he didn't, they they're reviewing it. They're not sure. Headset still on. Our referee Scott Broadway. You know they just came off. Let's hear the ruling. After video review, ruling on the field stands. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, we know. Five plays, 27 yards after the fumble recovery, and it took him only 53 seconds. So now Louisiana will attempt the PAT with Kenneth Almendares, who is six of seven in his field goal opportunities this year. Missed a 42-yard field goal earlier. This is for the PAT. The kick is up, and is it up. is good. And it's good. 30 seconds to go in the half. So with 30 seconds remaining Louisiana here in seven. the second quarter, Georgia it's now State a 20-7 to seven ball game. Georgia State on top. Again, we don't have Sam Crenshaw with us tonight on the sidelines to get a better idea of Darren's injury situation down on the sideline. Nonetheless, the Panthers will get the ball with 30 seconds on the clock. Thomas Leo will handle the kickoff for the Ragin' Cajuns. Well, Darren is on the sideline. He's at about the 32-yard line. He does not have a helmet on, and it doesn't look like there's one nearby. So does that mean... That this is Michaela Colasardo's game. Perhaps. Jakari Carter back deep for the Panthers. Thomas Leo will kick it away here for the Ragin' Cajuns. And we'll play out the final 30 seconds to take us into our Panther halftime show. So here we go. Leo with the kick. A booming kick that it will. goes out of bounds. No, no, it didn't. No, it was close. Did, uh, there you go. It, it did go out of bounds. Went out of that? bounds inside the one yard line on the other side of the field. So better field position for the Panthers. They'll get it at the 35. Free kick Free out of bounds. The ball will be ball placed at the 35 yard line. First down. So here comes McKaylee Colasurdo in the Georgia State offense. Again, with only 30 seconds with which to work here before we head into the locker room at halftime. Now with Darren, I would say, you know what? I kind of like giving number one, Robert Lewis, a chance to go deep. Maybe find something across the middle in between or the hash. Like Talik had a yep. huge play earlier in the ball game. He had a 47-yarder that got to the three-yard line. Or do you just take a knee right here? Colasurdo going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll. He'll get spun and around and we'll pick up maybe Carroll. one yard. Yeah, so the equivalent here is we're going to run one play, 
There's 21 seconds Game now. One, second and nine. You don't have to run a play. Now, unless the Cajuns, which I would do, you, you don't keep them. Have a timeout here. Stop the clock. Clock's inside of 10 seconds, and more than likely that'll be the final play here in the first half. They run just it's one play, and that's going to lead us into halftime. Georgia State will take a 20-7 to lead into the locker room at halftime. Should be 28-0. But a couple of turnovers have hurt Georgia State on the offense. Well, actually, two turnovers have hurt Georgia State on the offensive end. The fumble at the goal line by Marcus Carroll and the fumble by McKaylee Colasurdo as he's trying to unload the football. So that'll lead us into the locker room at halftime here in Lafayette. Georgia State 20, Raging Cajuns of Louisiana 7. Stay with us, our Panther Halftime Show coming up after this timeout. Two-minute break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Ninety-seven five Glory FM.